the morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. Thank you for starting your day with me. Faith in the Morning exists to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. That's exactly what's going to happen today. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. However you're watching, so glad that you're watching. Share and encourage others to watch as well. We've been talking about over the last several weeks on how to be led by the Spirit of God, how you can hear His voice in your everyday life. It is so important. It's one of the most important things you can learn today. But do you know something that prevents people from actually doing what the Spirit of God says to their heart and following what the Holy Ghost says? Fear. And I was looking back at a series I shared a couple of years ago called Soul Wars. And this part, I did, you know, I did it in two parts. It's Soul Wars, and then at the end of the series called Soul Wars, The Path to the Dark Side. I'm a Star Wars fan. And one of the things that's on the path to the dark side is fear. You know, in one of the older Star Wars movies, Yoda said, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. And that's the path to the dark side. And although it's a movie, it has some very true undertones for everyday life. And I want to show you this message because I want to help you overcome fear and live fear-free. You know, we live in this season where, you know, fear is celebrated. Everybody's building their fear because of uh, the upcoming October 31st. But you don't have to be a slave to fear. You can overcome every type of fear in your life. So enjoy the message and be free from fear. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, we shall also be glorified together. So when you are born again, you receive the Spirit of God. You receive the Holy Spirit living on the inside. Now, there is something after salvation called the baptism of the Holy Ghost, where it comes upon you. But when you're born again, you receive the Spirit of God on the inside. And Paul points out, you didn't receive the spirit of bondage or the spirit of slavery to fear. So before you were saved, you had with you the spirit of slavery that attached you to fear. Everybody who's not saved has that spirit of fear operating somewhere in their life to keep them chained. He says, but you didn't receive that spirit when you were born again. You received the spirit of adoption. See, one of the things about adoption, what does it mean? You were chosen. You were picked. So Paul says, you didn't receive a spirit of fear. You received a spirit that says, hey, I was chosen by God. Hey, I've been picked by God. Hey, God loved me so much, he picked me. So think about it this way. On your worst day, when you're acting a hot mess and you know better, but you're so in your feelings like a Drake song, you're choosing to do the wrong thing. You're choosing to go the wrong way. You know all these bad things, and still you kept making the bad decisions. And he still chose you on your worst day. On your worst day, Jesus is like, I choose you, Pikachu. I'm still with you. On your worst day, he picked you. That's the spirit of adoption. I've been picked by God. I've been chosen by God. I've been loved by God. 
He loves me as much as he loved Jesus. He picked me. That's what I receive. The Holy Spirit reminds me on the inside, I've been picked by God. I've been called by God. I've been invited by God. I've been chosen by God. God has a path for my life. God has a purpose for my life. God has a plan for my life. And he bears witness on the inside. I am a child of God. And if I'm a child of God, I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. Notice it didn't say sub-heir. Joint heir. So if Jesus gets it, I get it. Isaiah 53 and 54 says he'll divide his portion with the great. That's you. He'll divide his portion with the strong. That's you. Why? You're a joint heir with Jesus. Christianity is not about you getting what you deserve. It's about you getting what Jesus deserves. That because he was faithful to, and obedient to death. And Jesus said, the Father loves me because I'm bad enough to lay down my life and bad enough to pick it back up again. So they couldn't kill him until Jesus was ready. So I laid down my life and I got back up. And all those rewards Jesus gets, he said, I'm going to share with my brothers and sisters. See, you should read through the book of Hebrews sometimes because it says in the book of Hebrews, it says what God said to raise Jesus from the dead, but also says some things Jesus says about you. It says, Jesus is not ashamed to call you his brothers and sisters. That he stands before God and says, that's my little brother. He stands before God and says, that's my little sister. You might think, well, I've done so many bad things. But in the mind of Jesus, he's not ashamed of you. He said, Pastor, you don't know what it is. No, no, no. He is not ashamed of you. Why? He bore your shame. If Jesus bore it, you should resist it. He's not ashamed of you. You make a stand for him, he makes a stand for you. So stop being ashamed of yourself. Because when it's between you, God, Jesus, the Holy Ghost, and the angels, they ain't ashamed of you, so stop being ashamed of yourself. Shame is a chain. It doesn't belong to you, Christian. They've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. They've received the spirit of adoption. God's not ashamed of his children. Sometimes you have believers behaving badly. And as a result, they sold some bad seeds and they get the harvest they sold. But have you ever noticed you can still come to God and say, God, I blew it. Please forgive me. And you go, well, how can I do it if I blew it so big? See, although you may have messed up your fellowship with God, your interaction with him, you didn't change your standing. God has declared you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When you are born again, you were made righteous. You'll never be more righteous or less righteous than you are right now. Nothing you can do can change your standing. No matter if you fast for a whole year, and during that fast you talk in tongues every moment of the day, you even snore in tongues while you sleep, it's not gonna make you more righteous. Nothing you can do can change the standing, even if you acted a hot mess and you ended up on the news. And we all saw you like, ooh. 
Do they really do that with the We Are Faith shirt on? <laughs> and now we have to expand a jail ministry to come see you. <laughs> you are still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing you can do can change your standing. That's why when you blow it, you can still come to God. Because you have standing. See, the thing is, not everybody can stand in the court of a king, but other royalty can. Other royalty can sit in the place of a king, and you have a seat at the right hand. So the thing is, when you come into God's presence, you don't have to fall down saying, I'm unworthy, I'm unworthy. No, you screaming you're unworthy is an insult to the blood of Jesus. The blood has made you worthy. The blood has dealt with the shame. The blood has dealt with the sin. The blood has dealt with the iniquity. The blood has dealt with the transgression. The blood has dealt with it all. So don't you come before God saying you're unworthy. The blood has made you worthy. We already know you don't deserve it. That's why it's called grace, unmerited favor. I didn't earn it. I just believed it and I received it. So stop being afraid that God is looking to judge you. He's looking to bless you. He's looking to love you. You have to understand God punished Jesus so he would never have to punish you. Now, there are going to be people who are going to be punished in this life, but it's not because God wants some punished. It's just because they told God, no, I don't want what Jesus offers. But God is, is not interested in punishing you. You know, in Hebrew, the word for mercy is hased, And one of the ways you can define it is God's covenant determination to bless you. God is determined to bless you. God wants you blessed more than you want to be blessed. And so the thing is, you might say, well, why is the blessing delayed? Because you ain't been doing what you're supposed to do. But God has been doing everything he could to try to get the blessing to you. You think about all your random days when you're not acting right, but all of a sudden the right word happens to come across your email or your text message on your Facebook. You happen to flip the channel and the preacher's saying exactly what you need. God is doing everything. He had to, even if he had to schedule this message to show up on this day in 2019 and do all these things to make you look in the right place, he did everything because he wants to bless you. He loves you. He loves you as much as he loves Jesus. So why be afraid of anything? Because anytime you choose and pick fear, it's because you don't believe how much he loves you. Because anytime you're saying, I'm not going to do what God wants me to because I'm afraid, you just said, I believe that thing has more power to harm me than God has ability to protect me. That's why 1 John 4.18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect, mature, complete, full love, cast out, evicts, flushes out fear, because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect, mature, complete, or grown up in love. You must develop faith in God's love for you. You must begin to believe that God really loves you. John 17, 23 lets us know that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. 
So you need to talk about it every day. You need to say it every day. God loves me as much as he loves Jesus. You need to rehearse it. You need to go over scriptures about the love of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to listen to message preached to you about how much God loves you. Go over it again and again. Then he began to sing songs about how he loves you. Oh, how he loves me. You sing that song, but you can even go back to Jesus loves me, this I know. So go, pastor, that's a kitty song, but you need that revelation from the kitty song. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. So he's like, well, why do Pastor Karen later always say Jesus loves us? Because you got to get it. He loves you. If you want to conquer at the end of the world, you have to know he loves you. If you want to know how to survive at the end of all things, know he loves you. And believing that love pushes out the fear. Not just the fruit of the fear, but the root of the fear. He loves you. He loves you. You used to say that out the day. God loves me. 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 You may run into a situation that says, you know, I don't know all the details how it's going to turn out, but I know it's going to turn out good because he loves me. You may be new into standing on the word. It's like, well, I don't know what scripture to stand on. I don't even know how to stand on a scripture to say he loves me. So how do you know God's going to do it for you? He loves me. He loves me. Then take a little bit further. I'm his favorite. He said, Pastor, we're all his favorite. I know, but still you need to say, I'm God's favorites. See, my wife would mess with me. He said, when you say that, you make it sound like no one else is. I said, no, they are too, but I just know it. I'm God's favorite. What does that mean to me? He is prone to show me favor. That when I pray, God is looking to hear my voice. God is looking to hear my song. God is looking for me to show up and speak words of faith in his presence. I'm his favorite. He loves me. And I notice the more I say I'm God's favorite, the more confidence I have. When I face situations in life, because I've been talking about how much he loves me, how much I'm favored of his. So it doesn't matter what comes against me, I win. Doesn't matter the mountain, I win. Doesn't matter the giant, I win. Doesn't matter the diagnosis, I win. Doesn't matter what they say, I win. Doesn't matter what people lie about, I win. He loves me, period. That's how you have to talk. That's what you have to believe. It will push out the fear. It will evict the fear. See, 2 Timothy 1, 6 is, Wherefore I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear or the spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind or of self-control. So know this as we begin to close. Having faith or believing is an act of the will. Having faith or believing is an act of the will. Choosing to fear or be afraid is also an act of the will. So after you develop faith in the love of God, it's now your choice. To be afraid is your choice. To act in faith is your choice. I'm going to stop that clip right there. Thank you so much for starting your day with me. Go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. I'll see you next time on Faith in the Morning. God bless.